Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. My talkers, it is Monday, the start of a new week. Looks to be like a beautiful week, and the whole crew is back with us today. We've got Loria in studio, Loria, Lori in studio, Julia in studio, and I myself am back as well. So let's have some fun, guys. Yeah, yes. Loria. That's that's Lori and Julia combined. It's it our is. dating name. Loria, there we go. It's very good. Yeah, the band is kind of back together in the sense that uh, both Julia and I are completely discombobulated because uh, I flew in this morning and you flew in last night. I'm okay. From our adventures. Yes. It is discombobulating, though, like when you're la, 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 you know, and you're not reading anything, looking at anything. You're just living your rock star life. Oh, my gosh. I have to tell you, so we, here you go, honey. Mm-hmm. Lori's headset was very wound up tight. Yeah. So I just undid it for her. Okay. So, well, first of all, welcome back. You were gone the longest. How was Hawaii? Oh, my gosh. I don't know how I'm even, uh, I don't even, I'm so relaxed, Julia. I feel like uh, just a jellyfish here. I'm just completely relaxed. How nice is that? Yeah. Grant, have you ever been to Hawaii? Oh, yeah, a couple times, and it's been a while, and I can't wait to get back. I want to hear a little bit of some stories from you on and off the air to to, to get the Hawaiian vibe feel again. Yeah, it's just, it's so relaxing. I will say this, Casey and I, neither one of us had been to Hawaii in September in a very long time, because we were going to Italy from the trip from last year, you know, oh, okay. and then that just seemed like it was going to be kind of a lot of work to go there, so we're like, oh, let's go to Hawaii. We always know we like it. Well, Hawaii is very humid in September. Oh, like lovely. August. Lovely. I mean, so it was hotter than normally when we go in February. It cools down at night, yeah. but it was it was hot. It was sticky. It was hot and sticky, so that was really, really, you know, nice. And I'm telling you, my husband has uh, an alarm clock in his body that uh, it took him at least four days to stop waking up at 2.30 in the morning. Oh, stop. Oh, yeah. That early? Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. Julia, his alarm clock is that like... Is so early. You know, and even with the time thing, and mm-hmm. I'm like, Casey. That's too early. That he, would drive me crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, uh, for a few days there, he was napping heavily during the day. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, you know, the surf wasn't big like it is in the winter. God, right, of course. So he returned his boogie board after three days and just focused on body surfing. Okay. But I guess the the waves were slamming up on the North Shore of Oahu, which they always are. But it's just calmer, calmer water. Good God. Yeah. All right. So those are some of the observations. But it was beautiful. Beautiful. Did every you guys day. eat some good food? Uh, every, I know you don't care, but did oh, you care no, about any of it? Wonderful fish. I That is the one time that I've liked to go places and I have whatever, unless it's ahi, because I'm just not a fan of raw but um, you know the mahi mahi or whatever, whatever fresh catch of the day. Yeah. Usually, that's what I would like to get because it's just. I mean, it's so wonderful. It's right. fresh and it's prepared beautifully. Right. And I'm too lazy to make this kind of fish at home. Oh, of course. You know, I bought some things like you know 
to cook fish at home? Yes. Assistance? Yeah, assistance. Mm-hmm. But I know I won't. I know I'll end up, you know, giving all that stuff away. But yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, it was just lovely. And we stay at the West. Did you do this trip? Buy stuff? Come yeah. home and make fish? Yeah. <laughs> like some pineapple stuff, like the stuff you put on the fish. Well, you know, that like, sounds, Lori, you could do that. Some batter, you mean? Like some pineapple? Not pine- batter, like, but like a, like almost like a, a jelly oh, okay. kind of a thing. And, yeah, no, oh, I'm just like I'm. Dr- I hate that I'm home and I'm back to having to cook and go to the grocery store. That is for me the biggest, most discombobulating oh, thing. Is like gracious. back to f- food, you know, back to like thinking of food, because you know when you're on vacation, you just. You know, I will tell you, it is really nice not to have to think about that when you're on vacation oh. and to have people cook for you. Oh gosh. And in our package, we got a free breakfast every day oh, at the nice. hotel. So you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. It was really, really nice. Casey was like practically adopted by these two, uh, Sharon and Allie. They just loved him. They loved how much he could eat an omelet and a golden waffle with <laughs> two tubs of syrup, coconut. And, you know, they just were enchanted with him. And he was like giving, you know, like a $20 tip every day because the breakfast was included. Right, right. And so on our last day yesterday, they gave him a, you know, a present of chocolates and coconut syrup and they Things just to take home. Oh yeah, they just were like so happy to share the aloha spirit and they were just like they were so he would eat the sticky buns, he would have the croissant, he'd have the golden he waffle, everything. he ate everything, you know. It was It just, wasn't a picky health care health nut. No. So anyway, that was that was really sweet, but that's a lovely hotel. If anyone what, what, what one? It's called the Weston Hapuna. It used to be called the Hapuna Prince and then Weston bought it and um but the Hotel is just... Uh, and this was on the Big Island, On right? the Big Island, and Hapuna Beach was named 2021's... It's always in the top 10 okay. beach list, but it was number one this year. What's so great about it? Well, because on the Big Island, there are not a lot... Well, even anywhere, it's such a big, huge, white, sandy beach okay. in this bay. I mean, and the turtles, you can see turtles, oh, and cool. there's good snorkeling, and it's just a probably maybe a two-mile... Stretch. stretch and you just don't see that on the big island there's sure. lots of little picturesque beaches places and some are br- black and some are green, green and some are a combination of yes. rock and sand yes. so this is like a nice place it's lovely. just lovely and they don't allow anyone to smoke on the beach the lifeguards will come and yell at you i love that yeah because people will leave their cigarette butts and they never deteriorate yep never never it's a big that- ashtray yeah. That is something. I forget about that. Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. How beautiful. And we discovered a couple little uh, other beaches, you know, um, that we hadn't known were right by our hotel right. that were kind of pretty. So, yeah, it was just it was nice. I have one. I got a, my book report. Um, we're going to do. We're going to do. And then uh, had a very unlikely uh, bit of gossip drop into my lap. Up at a mystical bookstore in Waimea about Johnny Depp. I couldn't believe it. Oh. I'm like, Casey, oh. never did I think I would find some gossip from a mystical bookstore that sold crystals <laughs> and whatnot, oh. and uh, that it would be involve gossip about Johnny wow. Depp. Well, that's hysterical. Well, you yeah. know, his movie 
that Whitey Bulger one that has been held back for years is on Delta now. Yes, I saw that. I, I flew just... Sun Country out and yeah. Delta home because of the times. Was it when called I went to City Boston. of Lies? Yeah. I think it was. Did you watch it? No. No, I didn't And the either. people next to me watched Mar- 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 Maruni or Marani. The grandma won the Academy Award last year. Marani. You know about the family that moved to like Tennessee the oh, Asian family. Mayari. Mayari. That's a wonderful movie. Oh, she hated it. The lady next to me hated it. Oh, really? She said, this is the most depressing thing ever. Oh, so I was sweet. glad I didn't watch that. Yeah. No, I noticed that the city of lies and like Johnny yeah. Depp got released on Delta. That's, I saw, I saw that. All right. <laughs> I know it. Because that movie is <laughs> in mitigation. They're never going to release it in theaters. They just. And they, the explanation about it is, well, it's here for a reason, kind of thing. Right. It's taken, it's not going anywhere else, All right, well, <laughs> kind of thing. When we come uh-huh. back, my brother was pea green with envy, Julia, because you were at something that he had his eyes glued to all weekend, so oh, when I so sent fun. him a note that Julia's at the Labor Cup, I was. Like, oh my God, so we're going to hear about that when we come back. Alright, I've explained the Dropkick Murphy song that you're playing, Irish pubs, you know, for Boston. Boston. Yeah, for Boston. Julia. For Julia. Yeah, you know, you this were in Boston. You, yeah. But I didn't go to one. Um, okay, so you I... You didn't go in the pub? You went to bars, though. Not really. Lori, we were so busy. Okay, being tourists. Us. So right. L- Lori and I used to travel there in our old company at Carlson all the, the time. time. Boston is a great town. Between like 91 and 95. Mm-hmm. We went there so many times. We were at the very last game at the Boston Garden. Mm-hmm. And we saw Roger Clemens hit his very first hit at Fenway. Yeah, I mean, we saw some epic things yes, in the sporting we did. world. We did. Being such sporties that we were. Yeah, right. So I haven't been back since then. And um, my tennis team, a year ago, we were supposed to go to the Laver Cup, which is like the Ryder Cup for golf, where like oh, the best. Team Europe plays the rest of the world. And or I Team USA, whatever it would be. And yep. I didn't realize that Federer just started this like in 2015. 2017. Oh, okay. 2017. I it was 2015. 2017. And so, um, and Roger did start it. So last year, who was going to play were my favorites, Roger Federer, Djokovic, and Nadal. Right. But because of COVID and their age and their injuries, only Roger showed up because he did start it. So um, the teams are, it's Team Europe against the rest so, of the so world. it is like the Ryder Cup of uh, it tennis, is. basically. It is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so um, the world team was uh, coached by John McEnroe. And then Team Europe was coached by Bjorn Borg. And, like, these are the two guys that we grew up with. I mean, I yeah. sat and watched tennis my whole life. Yeah. So when they came out and it was at the Garden, it was... Oh, that's where they played? That's where they played. You had to be vaccinated. You had to show... They played at the Boston Garden. It was indoor. But they had the guys sitting. So there's six players on each of the teams sitting on the sidelines, watching their players and cheer them on. Yeah. The winning team gets, like, $250,000. This doesn't go to their points in the tennis world or anything, but we saw Bertini, that beautiful Italian. Oh, yeah. And we saw um, Mm. Riley Opaca, and we saw the French guy, Anger Azur or something. I don't know his name, Mm -hmm. but he was Was, good. Was uh, Pass there? He was there, but he didn't play when I was there. Okay. I went the very first day. We had, it was super fun. Um, And it was just fun. Fun fashions, tennis fashions are so fabulous. You mean the, what people are wearing? What people were wearing was so fun. It'd be so fun to do a co-ed one. You know, have men and women play at the same time. It was very because there's so many cool women players. It yeah. was it was great. But the European team had number two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, kind of. So they just kicked butt. It well, was eleven did. to one. 
Did you wear your cute tennis sweater you got at the Bellagio? I your did. Ted Williams you, or whatever it is. Ted Baker. Ted Baker. That oh, you that talked me into buying. So cute. And and I wore it. Um, and I hadn't worn it twice, really, saving it for this damn event. Right. And so our some people on our team went. We had um, we stayed in an a an Airbnb, and um, was just I, Lori. I did everything. You mean as far as like sightseeing? Mm-hmm. Did you go out in the harbor? And- Went on a harbor cruise. Went, they've got this whole new, since you and I have been there, land, back landfilled area of hotels and restaurants and, you know, all these offices. Like There's so much Newberry happening Street? there. I got to, no, not even close to Newberry. Oh, okay. No, not down there, out from the harbor, from Boston Harbor. Got it. This new area, I wish I knew the name. But the freedom walk, you know, we never did that because mm-hmm. we never had time. Right, right. You and I, when we would go there, we would go then to Rhode Island and you and I went to see the Breakers and Mansion Row in Newport. Yeah, right. And I'm reading um, Anderson Cooper's book right now about the Vanderbilts and the story of the Breakers and stuff. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we went to, you name it, we did it. Yeah. Everything. And then... And then went to see, you know, Acorn Street and Beacon Hill, which has the cute little quaint, you know, the rocks in the street. And everything. I don't know people walk in Beacon Hill in the winter. I think you and I had the same yeah, comment. I think so. Years ago. Because of all the bumps. Yes. It's all stones, Grant. Stones, not <laughs> even bricks. The yeah. sidewalk is red brick, but then the streets are stoned. And then, it's got to be lovely after a couple of drinks. Oh, you, I, I, you can't even imagine walking there in the winter. And then... You know, the Boston Commons, Boston Common, and then Boston Garden is where Make Way for Ducklings, that children's book. Remember with the ducklings? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's the statue of the duck and the ducklings. We saw the front of Cheers, the inspiration. Mm -hmm. We went to um, Harvard. That was cool. I'm going to tell you about that more in random. And um, just ate so much food. Went to the North End, the Italian North End, which you feel like you're in Italy. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. It was so fun. We ate and drank so much. Yeah, ate, that's good. ate, ate, ate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I just feel like a pig. <laughs> um, but I just had so much fun. Yeah, it was so fun. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't think I've been back to Boston since we traveled there either. It, really it's a don't. working. It was a working vacation trip. You relaxed mm-hmm. for ten days or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we went. We had miles to put on. Right. We went. Well, you kind of do that when you go to a city like that. I mean, there is a lot to do and see. Yes. You've been there for a while, and I'm assuming that some of the ladies maybe had never been there. Right. Oh, no, I and I'd never done the real... T- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
touristy things because you and I would bop in and out for business. Right, right. Oh, it was so fun. We did more um, entertaining. Yes, we did. Boondoggle type activities. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I was a true, true, I just loved it. Someone, we were walking by the Boston Gardens. How about all the handsome men? What was your... Not uh, even around them. You weren't around Mm -mm. any handsome men? I don't believe it. What about at the tennis? Well, there. Okay. But not really. It was more, I know, it was very, that wasn't a priority. Okay. Um, but that was always something we would always well, notice when well, we'd go course. to New York or Boston. Like, and we were in our late 30s. Yeah, but still, you would notice how, it how mean, handsome the men were. I didn't notice you that. You don't lose as much. your eyes, Julia, just because you go past 30. I didn't notice, okay. as, I didn't notice it as much. And yeah. maybe I wasn't in the spots where you, we would notice. Right. Like we would always be at like some the hotel and right. business right, area. Right, right. We stuff. weren't in those we areas. Were like, oh my god, these no, these beautiful. guys are beautiful. But one thing that happened to us every day, and it was maddening, is now everything is an app. Okay, so if you're on the trail, it's an app. And our phones ran out of juice. I mean, I spent all day trying to conserve. Yeah. For the apps. To tell us the tours, because there's no printouts of anything anymore. I know. I feel bad for the printers. People who print things. <laughs> Honestly, it was, you know, so there was no, um, I did get some maps and stuff, but at the very end, but it kind of bugged me because there wasn't any, everything's an app. Right. So that's just something if you're going, bring that charger that you bring with you during the day that you just hook up and charge us because we were all bumming out. Yeah. So I I couldn't look up the history or anything, get the next page of detail because my juice was like almost gone Mm -hmm. from the walking or whatever it was. I did notice in Hawaii, like in February, that no one was giving anyone any printed menus. Right. Just having you scan the Oh, yeah, code. that too. And it's kind of a pain in the butt. But now on this trip, um, they gave people the option of a paper Yeah, we did menu. have some menus. Or the thing. And, I, and, and that could just be because, you know, maybe there's a lot of people that... Um, Don't wash their hands. Well, they don't want to share their phones, right. and not everyone has a phone, and you're looking at it, and so... Again, I, it's they, juice and batteries. They've eased up on yeah. it, so we were able to get paper menus if we wanted Right, wanted instead one. of the QR code, right? Yeah, you know, because yeah. you forget that... Oh, Lori, yeah, no. we went to this restaurant, and I said to them, oh gosh, Lori and I would never have come here, because we sat down and ate real food. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I, when we travel, it's not a priority to eat, mm-hmm. um, and it was... So good. I can't remember eating food like this. Like a steakhouse? It was kind of like that, but we had fish and we had um, this dessert that I thought I was going to die. You have to have dessert after you have fish. You you do because you're not full. You're not as full. Um, (laughs) That is so true. Yeah, I was like, you have to be my dessert partner in crime. And I, I get... Two bites and you eat the rest. Oh, you know, so there's good. something about it. You just even after you know, we had dessert everywhere. Say to dessert. All right, listen. We come back. Yes, I did read some books on vacation, and Yay. I've got a book report for you, people. Thanks, Grant. That's the weekend. We're going to talk about him a little oh, later yeah, in our we show. Are. All right. So okay. So I read a whole pack of books. You know, how many did you read? Oh, Julia. No, just be honest. How many books did you read? 11. What? Oh, no. She reads a book a day. Mm-hmm. She went on a relaxing not, vacation. I went on a tourist vacation. Yeah. yeah but I, she can read a book a day. Yeah. And, and normally, like, uh, that's only I do this on a beach vacation, Grant, where I really am a chair 
slug. Gotcha. Luckily, the Weston Hapuna is terraced on a hill, so there's lots of moments to snack exercise. As mm-hmm. I'm walking, there's probably, you know, 50 steps to okay. get to your room from the beach. That's it? Well, I mean... Did you really just... Yeah, <laughs> 50 steps. I mean, that's a snack exercise, you know, uh-huh. and you got to trudge across the sand. Uh, we're 50 not a, steps? Yeah. Okay, Lloyd, that is... <laughs> okay. okay. No, but 50 okay. going, not 50 actual steps, but 50 steps after oh. you get to the walk. 50 actual climbing oh stairs. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I thought, and no, I thought, my God, Lori, I haven't moved today, and I've already got 6,000 steps. Yeah, in, no, so no, like, no, wow. no, no. It's like 50. There's <laughs> all these staircases. <laughs> okay, to thank even you. even get to the elevator. Got so it. it is, you so know. So you get a little workout. You get a little workout, right. and then I walk the beach every morning. Like, Oh, gosh, um, that was so funny. That was, uh, went to the blessing of the beach one day at 6 in the nice. morning. and. Chanted with the lady and went out in the water and learned that you always come out of the water in Hawaii walking backwards, looking at the ocean, walking backwards. And before you go in, you put a flower or a branch or something from the earth, you know, to thank Mother Ocean. It was really kind of a oh, fun. That's kind of fun. Cool. Yeah, it was uh, anyway. But um, so, yeah, no, 50 stairs, oh, you know, stair. Okay, got it. So, like, I've always said to my mom, I, said, I don't know if you'd like this hotel because there's so, oh, many, so steps. many steps. Exactly. So many steps. So, anyway, so, yes, I did a lot of lounging. And we're going to start with um, my three favorite books. The right. first one, um, which, Julia, you won't want to read this but okay. it was a heart pounding book it's called the lost village by camilla sten and um chapter two books is an advanced reading copy i think this book came out in may okay and it's a debut novel and i would call it kind of the blair witch project meets midsummer if anyone saw that movie about in norway but it's this Film this documentary filmmaker okay. who's been obsessed with the fact that 700 residents of this old mining town disappeared one day in um, 1959. And it was this woman who's the filmmaker, her grandmother's family, everybody in the family, the whole village disappeared wow. on one day okay. in 1959. And um, that's made up, of course. Yes, but it reads so uh, it's just absolutely crazy. And all these mysterious things start to happen. And it's it opens with the crime scene in 1959 of these two police officers going to investigate. Where is everybody? And they find a woman hanging from or had been tied to a lamp like a a post post kind of a thing and been stoned. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, it's just and it's been um optioned. It's going to be All a limited right. series. Okay. It's already the like Lost The Village. Lost Village. Okay. It was absolutely creepy thriller. Yes, thriller. I wouldn't like it at all. No, you won't like okay. that book. Okay, uh, the next book, uh, again this was an advanced reader from chapter 2. That was very nice of her. Um it's called We Begin at the End and I think this book came out in June. It's by uh Chris Whitaker. And this, I also give an A+. It is about this uh, 13-year-old girl. It's kind of a coming-of-age story about how families are made and how uh, this uh, police chief, his name is Wok, he's he's never left this coastal California town in northern California. He's the chief of police, but he's still trying to heal 
the old wound of having to testify and basically sending his best friend to prison. Okay. Ooh, and then right? uh, there's this 13 year old girl who calls herself uh duchess. She's a, a proclaimed outlaw. She's okay. 13 years old and she kind of takes care of her little um, brother and her mom who has some issues, you know, doesn't have good taste in men, drinking. And so she's kind of more like taking care of her mom. But it is just this kind of what happened way long ago, 30 years ago, when everyone was in college or I mean, high school. And it's just a really, I mean, you wouldn't think a 40 something year old chief of belief and a 13 year old girl who is a self-declared Outlaw, outlaw would have something in common, but it's just really just an extraordinary. I'm putting that down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just love in different ways and how families uh, come about, but it's called We Begin at the End. Okay. Got it. Chris Whitaker. Whitaker. Yep. Okay. Now we're going back to Italy, Julia. Remember we loved our Lizzie and Dante Dante, going to the. Yes. By Mary Bly. Yeah. Now this book is called Her Dark Lies by J.T. Ellison. And it's about Isle Isola. I-S-O-L-A, which is, I don't even know. I didn't even have a chance to Google and see if it's a real thing, but it's this, it's this majestic clifftop villa owned by the wealth, this wealthy, wealthy family. And this up-and-coming artist, Claire, is marrying this handsome, charming man. But his family has all these secrets, and there's something happening at Isle Isola. You know, what is going on? And from the moment she sets foot on the island to get married there, um, you would like this book, you know, because it's a, a romance, but it is also, you know, a thriller. Okay. And a whodunit and kind of a twist at the end that you don't see coming. But this was a real good book. Too. All right. Her, Her Dark, Dark Lies. Lies. Yeah. Then um, I read a sweet, I read a couple books for our show. Yeah. So we'll wait till we right, talk right, about right. those. Um, but um, a historical fiction book that I read, The Last Bookshop in London, a novel of World War II. So it was inspired by the true World War II World War II history of the few bookshops to survive the London Blitz. Okay. And it's just, you know, it's a light historical fiction in that, not that what you read about, you know, because like... I it, saw that out and about right now. Yeah, it, it it's good. It doesn't have... Um, you know, I give it, I give it a good B plus, you know, it's a romance and it's not, um, I think it's a moderate amount of romance, you know, I kind of, I kind of liked it and yeah, it would be a, just a sweet book. And if you really are in, you like your, you know, historical Historical fiction, fiction. that's, that's a good one. And then, you know, I had a couple books that I started that I absolutely hated and put down. So now I'm in a panic. What am I going to do? I got to go and find some books. And there's a bookstore in Kona, which is like 35 miles away. Okay. And then there's a bookstore in Waimea. Did you guys have a car? Oh, of course. Oh, you got to have a car. Yeah, you got no, you do have okay. to have a car. I mean, okay. you, you, the only place you don't need a car is Waikiki. Right. You know, but otherwise any of the islands. So I d- bet on a thing, even though it said this bookshop is like sells crystals and 
beads and meditation books. And, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, am I going to be able to get anything other than a woo-woo book? And um, go in Was there. this the one that was just 10 miles? Yes, 10 okay. miles. 10 miles way up in Waimea. And so I thought, ah, oh, I'm going to go up country. Maybe go to Long's Drug. You know, I love a drugstore. Oh, right. You know, just kind of scout it out and go into the, whatever it's called, the Wind, Wind, Windwoods bookstore or something. And, you know, walk in incense, bells, energy. energy. Positive energies everywhere. But it's this this couple a howley couple you know yes. white couple mm-hmm. in you know maybe their 70s and they really don't greet me you know they're just kind of continue to do what they're doing and i thought well this isn't very mystical or woo woo, or even friendly or even friendly you know and so i'm kind of looking around and i see meditation the musings from the dalai lama and i'm like oh crap what am i gonna read you know <laughs> and so i, finally, I haven't read that yeah i said to the lady, i said do you have any fiction she says we have three <gasps> we have three Stop. Sharks in the Time of Saviors. Which you were on me to get him on our show. We we tried. Yep. I, it's so hard. This book came out in 2020, Grant, and it was uh, a big, buzzy book. It's a debut novel. The author is Kawhi Strong Washburn, and he grew up on the Big Island, and he lives in Stillwater. Yep. Barack Obama put it on his best yep. of list. It was an Oprah. That's so funny that that's one. All right, tell me the other and two. And then the other two okay. books were called uh, Shantaram and um, uh, The Magic Shadow, I think. Um, that has to do with my Johnny Depp story. Okay. okay? So, so those, the, and, and the Shantaram book is like 920 pages. Did you buy it? I bought that and I bought the Sharks in the Time of Savior. And it was cool to read that book. That is book is kind of almost not a fable, but it has an allegorical content to yes. it in that something happens to the family they have to leave the Big Island. The sugarcane plantations have closed, and um, they have to leave and go to Oahu. But the dad wants to do one fun thing with his three kids, and they go out on a glass bottom boat. Oh God! And the one, the seven year old boy Noah falls in, and the family sees all these sharks, and they just think he's been eaten. And in fact, the sharks are gently pushing him back to the boat. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. That gave me chills. Yeah. So that is the story. And it, so it really paints the picture of, you know, how Wonder. it's like to have a, you know, you're in the world and culture of Hawaii where it can be difficult to make a living. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It's so expensive. It's so expensive. Mm-hmm. And so it was, I, 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 what really, do you give that one? Oh, I totally give that, you know, a B, B plus. It okay. won't be. For everybody, but I, it's a story of family and mystical kind of. And yeah, it was just fun to read that too on the Big Island. I've wanted to read it for such a long time. And um, okay, so when we come back though, you're going to tell us about the magic, whatever it is. Our, this- the Shantaram, the 920 page book that I bought, the other the other book that was at this bookstore. That's and then- so hysterical. We have three. Are these three that they keep in stock? Uh, yeah, apparently. Okay, so we had multiples of these three. Or just- yeah, she goes, we have three. And then when I, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. And then I pick up Shantaram and she goes, there's a story about Johnny Depp with that book I've got to tell you. And I'm like, okay. All right, when we come back, you have to tell us a Johnny Depp story. We'll be right back. This is Lori and Julie on My Talk. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. So we were just talking about uh, some of my books. And we I will uh, 
give Grant the list of books because I know people. Yep. Maybe we can post it or something. I'll post it. She had a, we had a few people call in, so if you can give me that list, I'll I put will. it up on the website. I will. Okay, but I have to tell you. So you're telling us right before the break. Cause you're going to tell us this Johnny Depp story. And yeah. You went to this Sweet Win bookstore on the Big Island, Lori. I just googled it, and I'm looking at the crystals, the mass, yes, the jewelry, the jewelry, the shells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and they These. only. And so they only have three books that They're are fiction. fiction. That's right. Okay. They had uh, Sharks in the Time of Savior yes. because Kawhi's from the Big Island and yes. a lot of the book is set there. So that would be a book. And it was a very well-received, made a lot of, you know, lists. Yes, it's it just, did. Uh, it did. Really different. So, And then the other two books they sell are Shantaram and in the, the sequel to Shantaram. And Shantaram is a 910-page book. And the reason <laughs> I bought it was, A, I was desperate. And yes, B, sure. Pat Conroy, oh. rest his soul, he blurbed the front of the book. Okay. And this, this, so this is an older novel. Yes, it is. This book came out in 2005. And it starts like this. It took me a long time and most of the world to learn what I know about love and fate and the choices we make. But the heart of it came to me in an instant while I was chained to a wall and being tortured. So it is this novel set in the underworld of contemporary Bombay. Okay. And it is narrated by this guy who's writing the book. It's basically his life story. Okay. But the book reads like fiction. Right. But it is his story. He actually escaped from an Australian prison. And found his way to Bombay, uh, became kind of a, not a petty thief, but ended up, you know, because he was a, a what they call Gora, a white guy, right. he could, would help trans, do transactions between tourists and sure. getting them the guns or whatever they right. want, you know, and kind of making money that way. But he escapes, you know, he's this bold escape from this prison. And, but the whole thing, I mean, I, I'm rich in India. This book is, is dazzling and poetic and it's got four and a half stars. I'm totally. Gonna- so, so the lady, I said, geez, I said, I guess I'm going to go with this book just because Pat Conroy and it's the yeah. only other one you have. And she goes, well, the sequel is right there. And that was like another night. I said, I'm going to buy this book first. Start with this one. Start with this one. So I'm like halfway through this uh, dazzling book. And then she's looking up from unpacking beads. And she says to me, well, you know, Johnny Depp, option that book Stop. and gregory david roberts who is the protagonist of the novel and, and the, the author, author with three first names yes with three first names <laughs> um she says he optioned it right away and he was going to play the character but you know uh he said he wanted to have editing control and gregory david told him no it's my story i will have editing control wow. this movie was wow. optioned by first of all Plan B, which was Brad Pitt. Yes, and it was Johnny Depp's. They were going to produce it together. Johnny Depp was going to star at it because it's about an Australian heroin addict who escapes from a mac- maximum security prison and reinvents himself as a doctor, uh, treating the destitutes and living in one of the slums of Bombay, and then works for the Bombay Mafia. And I mean, it's oh, it's got a lot of legs. It's got a lot of legs, and you can see Johnny Depp oh, totally. totally playing this part. So Brad Pitt's company and Johnny Depp were yeah. teaming up. This book was published in 2012. So this is 2012. 
I thought it came out in 2005. Oh. Even earlier, oh, Julia. Oh, publication date, twenty June 28, 2012. Could I be wrong? Yeah, I, could be wrong. I think so. I think the book came out longer than that. So then okay. she says to me, she goes, well, you know, only only Gregory David can do that. And I said, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to argue with this lady. And she goes, well, and she sniffs. This was at least 12 years so ago. Right, it was 2004. She goes, this was, he, he couldn't play it anymore now that we all know about his wife beating <gasps> poopy drunken a- antics or something like that <laughs> you know and i'm like damn passing the the tea right here in the sweet winds you know she goes he couldn't well i guess he could maybe look the part after he was in prison and i'm like wow. okay oh. love it oh so then then the book then johnny depp some time went by and joel egerton was going to play the part and johnny was going to produce Okay. The movie. I mean, it's like it's been cursed, and I don't know if it's because the author of it is really, you know, wants to be more involved. Right. But now uh, it is supposedly this is a story that was printed in April of 2021 that this was going to be a 10 episode series for Apple Plus, and it'll be filmed. It'll be Victoria and India is where they're filming it. Is this happening? It's happening, but um, the showrunner is the guy who did American Hustle. And, uh, I mean, it appeared as this... uh, Russell Crowe was the first one to publicly express he wanted to be in the film version after the book was published. Then Warner Brothers paid $2 million for Johnny Depp to star in it with Brad Pitt's company producing. And then... um, the the director Peter Weir and Johnny Depp and the author all had problems, which that lady was correct about. Wow. And um and then in 2013 it was revived, and so now uh, Warner Brothers rights uh, relapsed in 2015, and the company that did The Reverend and True Detective and George Clooney's company Catch 22 is who's producing it now. Okay. So $55 million and... Um, Still no movie? Well, it's going to be on uh, Apple TV. Plus. Apple Plus. So they're filming it right now. Wow. And so they're saying the Shantaram curse, maybe it's finally been lifted. This is going to see the light of day. Because let's face it, this book, and I could see the TV series, remind me of The Serpent. Oh. Mm-hmm. That level of intensity oh, and seriously, seri- did you watch that? Grant, a little bit, yeah. Lily, Lily what loved it. I, I would check a few of them out oh, with her. Sorry, yeah, Grant. I didn't mean to cut you off. You're good. No, yeah, yeah. I, I checked it out. It was def- definitely. Uh, oh, that was intense. That was intense. Yeah. And Shantram would be the same thing because they're filming it in. Does Shantram is it a destination? Is no, it a Shantram meaning? is yeah a mean a name he got when he went and stayed in a village for six months. Okay, and it means. Um, uh, man of peace. Okay, it was a name that that he got, but I could just see, you know, Johnny Depp. Oh, he's a former heroin addict and a bank robber, and then he lives in Bombay. Think of the scarfs. Oh gosh, that's <laughs> hysterical. That's hysterical. Okay, so this lady does she? So she keeps those three books. Those in are stock. the three books: the Shantram and the sequel, and then the Sharks in the Time of Savior. That's those, hysterical. Those, that is it. That is it. And, and this way, book sir looks so funny. Oh yeah, it, the only place on the Big Island I think. Did you go back gonna, and talk to her after you read it? 
No, because I started it uh, yesterday. And you've already finished it. No, no, Julia. I'm only like halfway through. Oh, I'm sorry. I, mean, I flew all night. I tried to sleep, uh, you know, so I could be somewhat coherent today. That's well, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. thinking of us. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's a convenient thing about flying at night, at least leaving at night. You're sleeping. Yep. You know, maybe you might sleep on the plane. Dick Casey. God, no. Yeah. Are you oh, kidding me? Yeah. All right. Listen, we'll be back.